Welcome to Ignite Radio Live. You're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter. Steph, can you guess what we're talking about tonight? Um, I'm thinking <laughs> this is Pink Floyd Money. Money. Tonight we are talking about money, and I have a book in my hand that says your money counts. Well, I have a book in my hand that says God, Marriage, and Money. So we have, we are blessed tonight to have with us in the Schleter Recording Studios, wonderful young man and young woman, John and Evelyn Bean. And they are founders of this magnificent movement to help Christians, but Catholics in particular, understand God's blessing and plan for finances, that they are not removed from our faith, but they are very integral to our faith. And we're also blessed to have with us Brother Barefoot. Sounds like uh, an Indian (laughs) reservation, right? Brother Barefoot is with us. A monastery. You've heard him in the past, and we're blessed that he's a board member for Image Trinity Mass Impacts. We welcome you. How are you doing? Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) There we go. Okay, and you're all the way from Florida. You're with us all the way from Florida. We live in Orlando. Okay, fabulous. And what brings you up to this region? We've had some compass meetings going on. Uh, we were down in Kentucky last week and uh, coming up through Cincinnati and up to Toledo today. And then we'll start winding our way home again. Okay, fabulous. And you're, and you're already introducing us to some terms that we're going to understand more fully. You said compass. Of course, that evokes a sense of direction, a due north. And do we all not want to be focused due north to eternal life, to heaven? And along with that, the metaphor, uh, we all understand as kids, when you play with them, you get little magnets, and it, it pulls that needle off due north. Right. We also have this reality that there are magnets in our lives and uh, that pull that needle off course. And I think tonight is going to be great in talking about that, particularly with reference to finance as a function of faith. Before we get to too far, just um, a very simple announcement. We are very excited that Ignite is uh, full bloom right now. We've got three Ignites this week. Um, and Stephanie, you want to tell us those locations? We have St. Peter's in Huron, April 21st, Immaculate Conception in Port Clinton, April 22nd, and St. Peter's Man's St. Peter's Mansfield, also April 22nd. So we're delighted at the the great opportunities uh, for the Lord to pour forth his grace in this amazing movement and all the people who have said yes in those areas. So we invite you to pray as a family. Go to massimpact.us and download the Living Gathering Guide this week. Whether you've done this before or have never done it before, what a blessing it is to set aside just 60 minutes as a family to talk and pray to open up your lives, the relationships in your family, and discover God's grace alive. And we make that really easy. Massimpact.us. Download the Live It Gathering Guide. It's a great way to talk and pray based upon this Sunday's readings. And a very fun video this week. You get a video every week. They're broadcast on Catholic TV, reaching people throughout the world. But it originates here in this great area of Northwest Ohio. And... um, Catherine does a funny little narrative with Grace, who loves her sheep. She has her sheep civilization. We'll say no more. You can go there and see the three to four. Actually, it's only three minutes this week. See the funny video on The Voice. Obviously, we're a little biased, but it is quite an amusing (laughs) one this week for sure. And we are now going to simply reflect on this Sunday's gospel, which we think is very apropos for this week. So go ahead, Stephanie. This Sunday's gospel is taken from the book of John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. 
and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. So we're just going to uh, say a quick prayer here, go to a break, and we uh, are so excited to have John and Evelyn with us to talk about this life transforming ministry that is making an impact throughout this country and beyond. So uh, stick with us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we love you and we open our hearts to you in this Easter season, seeking your grace to illuminate us, God, that you fashioned us for yourself. You fashioned us for a good life, an abundant life. And Lord, we're aware that there are hired hands that we've entrusted ourselves to. There are wolves, Lord Jesus, who have entered into our lives. Maybe we know them, maybe we don't know them. But Lord, they don't have nearly as vested an interest in us as you do. Where they would seek to prey upon us, you would lay down your life for us. And so tonight, we just pray that you illuminate our minds and hearts to see the truth in a particular area of finances that has such implications for this abundant life you call us to have and to benefit others in our lives. We uh, just ask that you anoint us and make us instruments. Help us to make the difference for you. We ask this in your name, through Christ our Lord. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the Holy Communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us. Hey everybody, I'm John Paul Schleter and one of six children, which means we're pretty busy. In fact, one weekend we had eight soccer games, four cross country meets, and a bunch of other events. But you know what the best part of it was, besides mass of course? Setting aside time as a family to talk and pray. I want to invite you to go right now to massimpact.us. Check out the Live It Gathering Guide. It's new every week. A great way for families to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. Your kids will grump at the idea. Expect it, but trust me, it will be the best 30 minutes you will spend in a long, long time. It will help you all experience God alive in your family relationships that make your house a home. I'm gonna make this place your home. Join us now at massimpact.us. Thanks, Mom. That was pretty awesome. Tell me your story. Show me 
Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. We are delighted to have in-house our guests with us, John and Evelyn Bean and our dear friend Jeff Barefoot, um, to talk with us about tonight's theme, Your Money Counts, which happens to be the title of one of their books. So we're going to turn it over to you guys. We'll do ladies first. Evelyn, if you could just give us a little background about how this all came to be. Well, you know, the reading that you did talks about God laying down his life for us. And I think that's one of the things that we often miss as Catholics or even as Christians is the fact that everything we have comes from God. Right. Uh, he gives us the grace to live each day. He gives us our very breath that we take each moment. But what a lot of people don't realize is that all of the material stuff we have comes from God too. Our homes, our cars, the money we have in our bank account. And we don't live as if that stuff belongs to God. We live as if that stuff belongs to us and we're totally responsible for what we have. And that's further from the truth than anything could possibly be. And that's the way we were living our life, though, uh, about 28 years ago. Actually, probably 30 now. Uh, I tried to start a business and uh, I was a total failure. <laughs> over about uh, a five-year period, we lost over $250,000. But the wow. good news is that when the money ran out, we still had credit cards. Yeehaw, you know where that ends up, right? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, racked up about $35,000 of credit card debt, and we still had a mortgage and a couple car payments. Mm. And uh, it wasn't a fun thing to be in our house at that point in time. So uh, uh, we got to the point where, you know, we were frustrated with each other. We were frustrated with the finances. And Evelyn was offered the opportunity to take a new job. We were living in North Carolina, and she was offered the opportunity to take a job in Florida. She told me, well, I'm going to Florida. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Aha. Time for a decision here. Wow. <laughs> and I was uh, not the smartest uh, uh, cookie in the box at that point in time, but uh, I was smart enough to say, well, I'm going to Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, after we got to Florida, it didn't take very long before our pastor, uh, who's a, an old Irish farm boy with hands like Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> and when he, when he puts his hand on your shoulder – you know the answer is going to be yes. You just don't know what for. <laughs> and he said, I want you to go down to St. Margaret Mary, which was a, uh, the next parish over. He said, they're starting some kind of a Bible study down there on finances. And I think that would be a good thing. So I went down there and, and uh, got into that Bible study. And as I uh, took the classes, we met once a week for two hours. And I realized... I didn't have a financial problem. You're thinking, well, that's pretty stupid. You're not as smart as you thought you were, you know? (laughs) You just lost all this money. I had a spiritual problem. And that problem was that money was my God. And I was focused on money. And I was. I I was going to create, you know, a very wealthy family here, not one just for. Uh, our generation, but for generations to come. And uh, uh, I just wasn't doing a very good job of it. 
So you may have had even a possibly positive perspective in, uh, I should say, altruistic, even an interest in helping others, like you said. It wasn't just about you. Maybe you're thinking of your children and future generations. And I'm saying that because maybe some of our listeners are, are thinking that, you know, it's sufficient to simply have a goal of making a lot of money and to really kind of think that's okay because I'm going to benefit my children and future generations. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd summarize and say uh, it's a good thing, but is it God's thing? Well, I think it all depends on if you're balancing that need for wealth with a godly attitude about how you spend everything and how you handle all your money, and if you're a generous giver. You know, God loves a cheerful giver, right? We hear that in Mass a lot. And the word cheerful actually comes from a Greek word, hilario, meaning hilarious. Now, I don't know about your church, but in our church, nobody looks really happy when the basket comes down the aisle. <laughs> Nobody's and, laughing anyway. <laughs> Let alone cheerful or hilarious. They're, they're not cheerful, and they act like they're surprised. Look, there's a basket right. coming. What are we supposed to do with that? Do you have any change? I don't know. Did you bring the checkbook? Where God asks us to be intentional givers. So as long as people are accumulating wealth, and I will say that... Um, kind of with a jaundiced eye because we don't want people to be rich just for the simple sake of being rich. Sure. But And they're balancing that with living a stewardship lifestyle where they understand God owns everything and they're generous givers, then accumulating wealth for the purpose of doing something for the kingdom is a godly goal. You know, when I think back over my life uh, and pull little phrases of wisdom Uh, things that people have said, and they stick out because they ring true. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the most common phrases that I've heard from my earliest days were from folks who would say, so many words, you can't be outdone in generosity, that when they tithed, when they gave money, that it unleashed blessing in their life that they never could have expected, that by thinking about God's way, by availing themselves to the blessing, they became blessers, and little like scripture, right? In turn, God blessed them, whether it's the parable of the talents. You mm-hmm. see, you know, how beautiful you see in that passage, the intentionality of our Father in heaven, that he entrusts us with these blessings. And in somewhat, he's saying, how are you going to deal with this? And how does that, how is that contrasted, do you think, with the average Catholic in the pew when the money basket comes by, or they look at any other appeal to their blessings? How do you think they process the idea of, of sharing some of their blessings? And what are the implications there? Well, one of the implications is, and I want to make it really clear, is that just because you're giving doesn't mean you're going to get back money. Absolutely. You know, it, yep. it's, it's not a give-to-get kind of thing. Uh, the Lord can bless us in so many different ways, uh, ways that we haven't even dreamed up yet. Uh, the Lord can bless us. So uh, I don't want anybody to mistake what we're saying is that, oh, you just give to get and, and you're good to go. That's not true. Um, so I. Give me the question that. again. Because no, I appreciate you know, you know, it's a challenge here even to me because you're right. I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's not about uh, ultimately the arrow pointing at us. And maybe there's a challenge even spiritually there. You know, is, the, is it all about us? Is it about us seeking a material blessing in this world? No. It is about seeking God's will and recognizing we're called to him. So the average person that's sitting in the pew, you know, we know that the stats, very few people are, contri- are even tithing, have a tithing mentality. I um, mean, in fact... The message that you're bringing isn't even sort of a mathematical sort of thing per se. Um, it is an invitation though, to think differently in relationship with God, who is the blesser, and the result of that. Yeah, I think the question that uh, a person needs to ask themselves 
Um, if they uh, really believe what we're saying, that God has provided them with everything they have, the shirt on the back, the house that they live in, their car, uh, whatever it is, their money, their job, their skills, you know, God has provided for all of those things. But when it comes to the collection basket, the question is not how much of my money am I going to give to God? It's how much of God's money hmm. am I going to keep? And that's a totally different way of, of looking at that. Right. And it's one that most people don't ever think of. But if you realize that everything you've got, in your heart you realize everything you've got, God provided, then it's a pretty reasonable question. And the answer shouldn't be too difficult. Right. Between that A and uh, Z is transformation, though, right? To go from the, pers- well, let's say, a worldly perspective yes. to the Z of, of a godly perspective. Can you kind of know, we see some great books here, and feel free to refer to these. We see uh, some phenomenal books that help make very accessible uh, God's uh, desire and plan for us, that make it very easy for a couple to talk about this and reflect upon these things and even make some planning decisions in this regard. So I know that um, you have thought through this and you're seeing tremendous success with a lot of folks with this with some stats. I want to hear about that in a few moments. I guess my question is, can you give us a little bit of the sketch of what, what transformation needs to take place between the A and the Z? Well, our Bible study is called Navigating Your Finances God's Way, and it's a nine-week small group Bible study that's done in a church environment with a small group of people. It's meant to be lay-led, so we don't need any professionals or pastors to get involved. Um, But it basically walks us through all the different areas of stewardship responsibility that we have. First of all, that God is the owner, we're the stewards. Um, Being out of debt, you know, we all know debt is bad, but it's so easy to slip into it with all our American culture because everything comes at us trying to make us discontent and get into debt to be content, Mm -hmm. which is never going to happen. The only way we can be content is with God. Uh, We talk about work. We talk about being totally honest instead of technically truthful. You know, there is a difference, as you know, with with all your children. (laughs) Well, you know, Johnny's in the next room playing with a ball, and he bounces the ball, and it hits the lamp, and the lamp breaks. And you go running in and saying, Johnny, what did you do? Did you break the lamp? And Johnny looks at you with those big brown eyes and says, no, Mommy, I didn't break the lamp. The ball broke the lamp. (laughs) So technically, he's technically truthful, but not totally honest. And um, a lot of what we do as adults, we carry that stigma. Um, We also talk about saving, uh, the right reason to save, which is to serve God's kingdom. And um, eternity and being uh, seeking godly counsel when making financial decisions, which is a hard topic for most people because everybody likes to be independent and they don't like to seek other people's counsel when making financial decisions. But it's been a blessing to us to have friends who understand what we're teaching and will give us godly, honest counsel, which has kept us out of a lot of trouble over the years. I think that um, one of the really neat things about the small group um, experience that you have in the class, uh, the maximum number of students, including the facilitators, uh, is 12. That's the total max. So over the course of nine weeks, uh, you might walk into that class and you don't know anybody else in that class, and you're surely not going to talk about your finances with anybody in that class. 
Uh, and the good news is you don't have to. You're going to talk about the Bible. Mm. You leave your your money issues to the practical applications that you only see. But as you go through each week and you hear the other people's perspectives on the verses that you've read, um, it begins to transform you and transform your heart. And uh, it's, it's really fun to sit there and you're looking at these people each week and all of a sudden, boom, light bulb's on, mm. boom light bulbs on the next week somebody else's light bulb will, will start very dimly and it just starts to get brighter and brighter and brighter and it's just so much fun to watch people really become convicted that ah, god does own everything and you know i need to be a steward of all of these blessings um and it, i'm sure by the end that you that perhaps some of those people do provide that context of which you referred to some other godly people to consult with. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Some of the, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now, 27 years, 28 years. Wow. And, and some of our closest friends are people who were in those original classes. And, uh, um, as we keep up with various students, uh, from various classes over the years, we see that they stay together with, with some of the people in their class, they really connect, and they use each other as sounding boards. And, and it does provide uh, an opportunity to have that godly counsel. You know that that person is going to come from the same perspective that you are, a godly perspective, not a worldly perspective. And that's just so important because if you're watching TV, reading the newspapers, getting on the Internet, all that stuff is all about... Uh, me kind of a thing uh you know the next best greatest thing that's going to make you happy and you know all this stuff it's all garbage just some stats here discussions on household finances lead to arguments among 45 percent of the general population i'm surprised it's that low that's what i was well i just you know this who knows what study this is but this is 2014 Uh, 36 percent of men and 40 percent of women admitted that they had lied to their spouse Oh, you know, about what something that they bought had cost. We call that financial infidelity. Oh, I like that. I, that was one of the terms I had learned. Yep. Yeah. Couples who reported disagreeing about finances once a week were over 30% more likely to get divorced. Um, just another stat here. A survey by Harris Interactive found that thrifty couples are happiest and too much debt can ruin a marriage. Share with us a little bit of the portrait of how, why is this so important? Certainly biblically, we see, and the beauty of this is we get that what the truth that God gives us is embedded. It's not just this removed thing we pull off the shelf for an hour on Sundays. It is a plan for authentic fulfillment. Can you share with us a little bit about how you see that play out? I think that it's important for us to live our faith, and this is one of the ways to live our faith on a very practical, tactical basis. Mm. Everybody deals with finances almost every minute of every day. I mean, think about how much time you spend either making money, spending money, or using things you've spent money on. I mean, it's 100% of our time is somehow related to money. And if you can bring the faith into something so integral to our daily secular life, then it opens people's eyes to all the other implications our faith has in other parts of their lives. So I think this is a good evangelization tool, and it's a good way to build up the parish. 
Give me a sense of scope before we, I, I, I'm sorry for cutting you off, John. I just want to make sure two things that what is the scope of Compass thus far in terms of how many have been touched and impacted by this? And where even before that, where can they get in contact with you folks? Well, it's Compass Catholic Ministries uh, on the web at compasscatholic.org, O-R-G. Uh, we've been in existence since 2010, so we're on our fifth year. Uh, prior to this, we were involved with uh, a non-denominational ministries called Crown Ministries, and, and uh, I'm sure some people have heard that. Um, we founded Crown, uh, Compass so that we could really bring an authentic Catholic mm. um, uh, Bible study to people on finances, that um, they n- could relate to the catechism, they could relate to the sacraments, um, and that all this stuff was integral to each other. Uh, we're in about 15 dioceses around the country now. We're uh, in wow. uh, 45 parishes maybe or 50. Uh, we also have classes in Singapore. We have classes in the uh, Dominican Republic. We had classes in Colombia and in Mexico. Uh, one of the things that we've uh, done a little bit of travel internationally, and we came away from being 10 days in Poland, and, and we impacted over 15,000 people. Uh, they were watching us on a live video stream and with translation and everything. It was wow. unbelievable. But what we found is that there's just such a hunger for this all over the world, not just in the United mm-hmm. States. And we're focused on six languages. And with six languages, we can reach 70% of the Catholics around the globe. Wow. That's about 800 million potential um, people that could be changed. And if we can change 800 million, what will that do for the church? Magnificent. I saw some stats somewhere. Maybe you can rattle them off. You have a little bit of some longitudinal studies that I saw somewhere. Uh, I don't know if you could maybe share some of those with us of the impact uh, that you're seeing over six months or a year, you know, roughly recall. the uh, Those statistics are basically that people, uh, when they come out of the class, and the average person had graduated um, or had completed the class three years before they did the, stu- the uh, study that we did, um, their Bible reading increased by about 45%. Uh, their prayer time increased by almost the same percentage. Uh, their participation in church activities increased about 48%. Pastors, are you hearing this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Praise God. That's the, amazing. Their marriage is 78% said their marriage was strengthened wow. because we're giving them a non-confrontational way to talk about probably one of the most confrontational uh, events in, in a marriage. And, and, it, and giving goes up 70%. And pastors no, no. don't want that, yeah. right? No. You know, there's no motive there. Well, in the book, it's very evident that it's practical stuff too. It's not some heady, you know, no. thing. So, going through that program, this wonderful program, I'm not surprised at the statistics if it's taken mm-hmm. seriously because it's real deal, you know, life stuff. Jeff, you're going to say something? Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm an attorney, CPA, and certified financial planner, and a founder of a wealth management firm. I've been in this business for over 35 years, and I, I have some real insights on how people struggle with money and debt and identity. 
And when I met uh, John and Evelyn uh, shortly after their ministry started, I looked at uh, Navigating Your Finances God's Way, their primary notebook, and I found it to be the, the greatest piece I'd ever seen in my career of bringing the scriptures and teaching together. So it's really practical, but it really grabs the heart. And sure, there's depth to it. Yeah, and, and my real comment is that this is a part of the big picture of what the Holy Spirit's doing. Mass Impact is trying to create intentional disciples. Compass Catholic fills a big place in that with recognizing that your money belongs to God. And the one word I would say is not so much commitment responsibility as it would be liberation. Hmm. When people are free of the, of the prison of money and debt, that it, what it can do to you, and you turn that over to God and let him pull you out of prison, you not only find your, your Catholic life is beginning to get richer and deeper, but you find that you'll, in a very short period of time, you won't be in financial prison anymore. Indeed, you'll be one of the ones that has extra money to give to others and help them grow. So Compass is fulfilling something that I've never seen before. You know what I love about it from a Catholic perspective, and I want to invite our listeners to think about the possibility of your parish having this program and journeying together under a pastor's leadership uh, and all the benefits that John just shared with us, the increasing, the strengthening marriages, um, more reflection on Scripture, uh, increasing within your parish itself. I mean, these are some fundamentals of what it means to be the people of God. But as a Catholic in particular, it's not simply a, here's a great course, now go get them, champ. It's a sense that you are brought into a community that has a mission. We have a purpose. You know, we're a mission community, and this is the season, Easter, of reflecting upon the community of Acts, Acts 4, 32 to 34. The community of believers were of one heart and mind, part one. With uh, They shared all things in common, so there's that sense of responsibility that God blesses us to be blessers. And with power, they gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So imagine a parish on a mission that might have a nine-week series course or something together doing this. The pastor's going to see an increase uh, in giving to his parish, again, which pastor doesn't want that, he's going to see a strengthening of those marriages, and he's going to see a deepening of discipleship. And this is, you know, the two metrics that we speak of with Mass Impact. We use the cross as an example. The vertical beam means deepening missionary discipleship. And that's at the heart of the horizontal beam, which is multiplying missionary disciples. Um, let's just throw it out there and say, Jeff and I, in processing this, and Stephanie, you know, we are praying about being a catalyst in this region. For all of you who are listening to this program right now, whether live right now or as you hear it played and as it is shared, imagine this par- various parishes in this region saying yes to this journey of more fully understanding God and his plan for finances, and truly, uh, who wouldn't want that? You know, it's interesting, and I'm uh, not saying anything to you guys that you don't know, but it always strikes me that greed, of course, is listed in the seven deadly sins, but it's number two. You know, so often we think it's the, you know, the sins of the flesh and, you know, whatever. And that also that the the sin that Jesus preached against more than any other throughout Scripture is greed or avarice, mm. you know. And so what does that say? And again, it's not that money is bad, but it's comes back to the whole Scripture of 
you know, where your where's your treasure? Where, that's where your heart lies, right? Money's just a tool. Absolutely. You right. know, and it's ironic that, you know, on our coins and on our money here in the United States, what does it say? In, in God, God we, we trust. trust. Yeah. But it's really not God we're trusting in. It's that <laughs> coin or that, that paper, right? Or ourselves. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, I did it. Right. And My I just want to comment, too, on so often many Catholics in the pews you know, when it comes to financial stuff, isn't that a deep word? <laughs> but they, they right away think of those who have been blessed with more wealth yes. and that their responsibility isn't as grave, but yet it is. And, and very often it's even a greater struggle that they're constantly thinking about finances or how to make it or not putting that trust, you know, in the Lord, in what he wants to do and in regards to any sort of giving um, you know, they don't see that that giving is a tangible expression of our trust in God, right? You're with Ignite Radio Live over the five stations of Annunciation Radio, and our theme tonight is Your Money Counts. We're blessed to have John and Evelyn Bean, who are bef- behind this, driving this wonderful movement of Compass Catholic. You can find out more about them at Compass compasscatholic.org and also with uh, Jeff Barefoot here and uh, we will be back on the other side. Stay tuned. This is an Ignite Flash Fire moment. Right now, can you think of one person you know who is struggling, in need of knowing God's love? If someone came to mind, God just spoke to your heart. We're going to light it up right now. Send them a quick message. It could be by Facebook, email, text message. Make it short and sweet. Simply tell them you were thinking about them. You appreciate them. You're praying for them. You're in it with them, that God loves them. If we respond to this simple flash fire prompting right now, together we'll move his kingdom a big step forward. Ignite Flash Fire is brought to you by MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. You know, Mass Impact and Ignite has been gone across the Northwest Ohio now for, for months, and, and thousands of people, literally thousands of people in our diocese have experienced that love. We believe that he said what he meant and meant what he said when he proclaimed that his body is real food and his blood is real drink. Simply put, Mass Impact is a nonprofit movement seeking the heart of God in the very heart of his Catholic Church. Uh, people just keep kept coming and coming. Not just in a moment, but but to surrender their entire lives. We desire our hearts to be moved by what moves His. And to see that happening monthly. We are responding to an urgent call at an urgent time. The recent Popes, John Paul said, now's the time. This is the moment. We are taking big steps in faith throughout our diocese and beyond. I want to buckle my chin strap and take the field. And we are seeing tremendous growth. I mean, I'm just roused and emboldened to mission, to do something. We cannot do it alone. We need you right now. Please partner with us. Go to massimpact.us right now and click on the Contribute tab. If you and I respond in faith right now, we will see souls in heaven who would not have been there had we said no. It was nothing short of amazing. Does it have that same kind of effect on you? Please go to massimpact.us and contribute. It's time to move.
Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. You're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter. And we're blessed to have John and Evelyn Bean up from Florida with Jeff Barefoot. And we're talking about money, God's plan for money. And, you know, the song maybe even sets the stage. It's uh, one of my new favorite songs, Third Day, Soul on Fire. We're anticipating Pentecost in this great retreat we call liturgy in this particular moment in the season. And uh, this is what God desires of us, to go and make disciples, um, that our souls be on fire for him. And a key component of that, a way in which he does that, is Catholics, we know he does it through material and human instrumentality. He does it through a flesh and blood world, and money matters. We've been talking about that. And I'm going to kind of turn it over to Jeff Barefoot. He is a board member for Image Trinity, uh, which you may know as Mass Impact and Ignite. And we've got a mission. We've got a mission for our faith to be more than just a moment but a movement. Uh, we want to open the doors to all of us to enter in and not just be spectators of an adventure we see on TV or in a book that we read, but to recognize that ABC structure, that life, death, and resurrection that they, each of us are in the midst of. We all encounter a crucible, and maybe some of you, uh, your crucible right now may be defined by finances, maybe defined by financial disaster, catastrophe, or struggles in your life. And we just want to say right now, God is in it. We want to pronounce it. God is in it. We are never closer to Christ than in our suffering, our challenges, and our difficulties. And maybe if nothing else, you're meant to hear this, that God loves you. He fashioned you for himself. And that whatever struggles you're dealing with may be financial tonight. He's in it. And this may be an opportunity, a concrete possibility for you to say yes to something that will unleash grace in your life. They will free you from some bondage of some things that have been maybe lying to you. From the wolves, if you will, as we began this whole program tonight, that reading that we uh, will be reflecting on this Sunday's gospel. God wants that for you. Let me just say that. God wants that for you. He wants you. We're not speaking prosperity gospel here. But we are speaking about the promise of God's abundant life and blessing in him. And he invites us to understand that we've got to cooperate by taking some steps of orienting our minds and our commitments to him. So I'm going to turn it over a little bit to Jeff and kind of guide the rest of the time we have here with John and Evelyn because Jeff is a great catalyst. Here's a guy, I, I can't say enough about Jeff, in his, his selfless, humble way that he brings people together to accomplish things for the kingdom without Amen. being named at all. In fact, he wouldn't have even been on the program tonight if I hadn't said, hey, Jeff, why don't you join us? You're so deeply committed to this and to seeing people come to know Christ in so many ways. And uh, so I'm blessed, Jeff, by your humility and being here in the saddle with us and guiding us. But you get this as a financial, as a wealth management guy. You get what's happening in the culture out there. And uh, you've brought us together now. This is the second time I've been blessed to be with John and Evelyn. And you kind of understand the cultural landscape and how critical it is that we together as the church look at this reality of finances, that we recognize what's at stake. So why don't you guide us in this conversation? Thanks for your kind comments. Uh, You know, whatever I do is for God's glory. And it's, it's just proof that God can use sinners every day. Uh, so, John and Evelyn, what I'd like to talk about for a few minutes is what are some of the tools that you're using with technology um, that, to make it easier to take the great um, power of your message uh, into people's hands and homes? Well, one of the uh, really exciting things that we've got is what we call the app. And we've got uh, our Bible study, our nine week Bible study and our uh, engaged couples material, uh, God, Marriage, and Money, uh, are all loaded into this app, which can be downloaded uh, from the Internet. And it 
actually resides in your in the cloud, but then is uh, you can find it on your laptop, your telephone, your computer, and the 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 really cool thing about this app is that when you answer a question, you know a lot of of uh, materials out there they limit you to 250 characters or 400 characters. You could do three pages. You could do six pages, and it just expands. Awesome. Uh, and then you go on to the next question. And when you mouse over uh, one of the Bible verses, uh, it doesn't work too much with the tablet, but on the computer you mouse over, um, the verse will pop up. Beautiful. That's tremendous. So it really seems like somebody who is in a position that they couldn't get to a regular Bible study in a parish, they're traveling, uh, they're they're on the road a lot, or they, they work odd hours, they, they can access all the information we're talking about. Absolutely. And, and the, the cool thing is that uh, we've had classes where uh, in one particular situation, the husband was working in, in Europe. He Skyped in for each class and was able to participate with his wife throughout the class. If I could just highlight one uh, thing that you just said, John, you mentioned engaged couples. Gosh, you know, Greg and I have done a lot of work over the years with pre-canas and various, you know, engagement ministry type of things. And I can't recommend this program enough in particular for that, that group right there to get it all out on the table prior to marriage and what a head start that will bring. So go ahead, Evelyn. Um, I was just going to tell your listeners that if they go to compasscatholic.org and click on the apps, they can download a free copy of Your Money Counts. Awesome. So anybody that's listening now, compasscatholic.org, click on the apps, and you can have a free copy of Your Money Counts, which is week one of the Bible study. Thank you. And tell us a little bit more about about the book and the resources on young married couples. Well, we have a book called God, Marriage, and Money, and it's specifically designed for couples who are engaged to be married. It's a series of 17 short chapters, and at the end of every chapter, there are questions for them to discuss. And it's questions that are either going to come up before they get married, because they talk about them intentionally, or they'll come up after they get married because they don't agree on something and they have to hash it out. And we'd much rather see them talk about it beforehand. Um, At the end of each chapter, there's also a place for them to write a prayer intention for their marriage based on the topic of that chapter. So it's a good way to get them to talk about things like how much debt do we have as a couple? Uh, How much can I spend without talking to you? Are we going to have joint accounts or separate accounts? And if we're keeping our money separated, what else are we separating? Mm. And um, I, I would I would guess that you find that when couples are willing to come and embrace even conversations like this, that that's the first step in, in Definitely. having open communication. What are some of the other tools that are on the internet? Uh, you know, videos or other things that would be helpful for people. We've got some uh, uh, testimonial or witness videos on there, um, uh, both from uh, a priest who. Uh, not only sanctioned the uh, or facilitated having the Bible studies in his parish, but he actually led the class through uh, through the nine week study, and it totally changed his life. But the the interesting thing that he uh, spoke about was the fact that in the first year there were at least six marriages that were saved because the couples went through the Bible study. That's awesome. They were having huge financial issues, and this allowed them to work it out in a, uh, in a positive way. It really liberated yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, even if people don't have financial problems, though, they may or may not be living according to God's will with their finances. So this is not only a program for people who have financial issues or debt. It's for everybody because we all have something to learn from the Bible. We're all at a different place in life every time we read the Bible, and there's always something to be learned. Can we take a moment and just maybe identify some of the very specific uh, decisions that couples may make um, that can either <laughs> sow seeds or introduce weeds. For instance, I know that many couples, when they get married, they max out their income in buying a home, mm-hmm. and and they're they're never around, right? Because they've got suddenly they've become slaves to their jobs. So immediately that builds into their relationship distance. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things. What are some of the prominent things that cu- mistakes maybe that couples make that uh, the Bible informs us to really consider? at that critical moment of making those decisions? I think that one of the things that uh, most couples experience, and and it's not generational, I think we just it just happens when we get married, we all want to live the way mom and dad lived, mm-hmm. and now that we're married, we can do that. Mm-hmm. And so we buy the big house, we get nice cars, and boom, we are so far in debt, and that's not even, even thinking about school loans uh, you know, and school costs so much today that that um, kids are graduating with forty, fifty, a hundred, maybe two hundred thousand, depending on what their uh, major is, uh, of debt. You know, and then you go out. Well, gee whiz, I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to buy a big house. Hmm. You know, it doesn't matter that I can't put any furniture in it. You know, that'll come in time. Or the furniture comes on the credit cards, which is the second big mistake. I think a lot of people have the assumption that credit card debt is just a part of being in the U.S. these days. It's just something everybody takes for granted. And I think, John, you'll have to correct me here. The statistic is if you have about $15,000 in credit card debt, you're wasting about $100 a month in interest. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you you guys can waste $100 on one of the ministries that's benefiting the church at any point in time, but don't throw away money to the bank. It's what, it's useless. What what kind of um uh languages do you have your programs translated into? Do we have a fairly large um Hispanic population here in Northwest Ohio. What about uh resources for them? The uh six languages that we're focused on are English, obviously, and Spanish, you know, um in the 800 million Catholics that we have a potential to reach, um, 50% of them speak Spanish. Wow. And so we've already got the Spanish materials out there, and they will be uh, very soon will be on the app also. They're not there yet. Um, the other languages we're focused on are um, French, German, uh, Portuguese, and Polish. And we did the Polish because we'd been there. You know, there's a few more Italians than there are Poles, but the numbers aren't that different. And his wife is not Italian. His wife is Polish. <laughs> All right. Chesh. Yak Shemash. Could you share with us one or, you know, what, one of the stories about how that happened, uh, how you ended up getting to Poland, and just how the Holy Spirit opened those doors? I've, I've heard that before, and I think it's worth sharing. Well, it's truly a... a, a uh, an amazing story. When we were with Crown, um, the Crown uh, staff was invited to go to Poland and present uh, some seminars and, and things like that. And they got within about a month of, of departure and realized that uh, 
gee whiz, 95% of, uh, of uh, people speak, or 95% of the Polish people are Catholic. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's 97. Wow. And they decided they needed to have somebody come along to speak Catholic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> So we got invited. And uh, it was truly a, uh, an unbelievable trip. We went from one end of Poland to the other. And, and uh, when we went back, we did it the reverse way. But, you know, we slept on a different couch every night. We talked in a different church every night. And then we did these two weekend seminars that were actually videotaped and streamed live by uh, a couple of priests who run a school of evangelization uh, in Poland up uh, uh, right off the Baltic Sea. So it was... Uh, uh, it, it was kind of funny. They they said they were going to uh, live stream, and, and I was a, I was very very skeptical about it. And uh, after it was all over, they w- came to where we were staying, and so I was talking to them. I said, oh, "How many people were there Saturday?" Thirteen hundred. I about fell off my chair. <laughs> How many were there uh, listening live stream on Sunday? And he said fifteen hundred. And he said, "And by the way, we're." Uh, replaying the whole thing right now so I, I I just couldn't believe those numbers I said well so how many people are listening now and I expected 50 or 100 and he got on his computer and plugged into the to the broadcast there were 4,500 people listening to the rebroadcast on Sunday night yeah. wow it's just uh, totally amazing you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live, and we are blessed to have with us John and Evelyn Bean with Compass Catholic Ministries and Jeff Barefoot from our Image Trinity Board. And, you know, what is the, if you will, the elevator speech? Right now you have the captive audience of a pastor who is looking out over his audience. He's seeing diminished numbers. You know, we know that uh, 75% are gone by the age of 24. We know that under the hood, you know, 40% question a relationship with Christ. Very few of these are reading Scripture. We know that marriages are strained. And through the last 50 minutes, you've been addressing, we've been addressing all of these things, these critical uh, hinge factors for our church to awaken and discover who we are and, uh, you know, to live the mission that we're called to. So you've got that pastor's attention. What do you say to him in a minute or less? You know, our heart is to see Catholics financially free so they can discover and live out the purpose God has for their life. Because so often we're a slave to our jobs or the debt payments we have, and we can't go and do what God wants us to go and do because we've got bills to pay and credit cards to pay off and the mortgage. And we just want people to be free to serve God, whether that means going into the mission field, doing what you and us are doing by starting a ministry or whether that's just being a very, very generous giver and giving away most of their income. And, so it's and all being, about serving. And being Christ in the workplace. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being Christ in the workplace. Uh, it's so necessary. We need to have people that can be Christ in the workplace. That's a mission field all by itself. So if I can succinctly close out with a few little words, it's debt is bad, saving is good, Giving is fun, and stuff is meaningless. Say that again, because you've shared with us some phrases here, and it's going to take a little bit of unpacking, even some language here. And I hope folks will share this. This will be recorded, and you will have the opportunity to share this message. We want to make it clear to our audience that um, we really are about a movement. We see the possibility of this program being a means for a pastor to engage his entire community 
uh, in, in some exciting things that will transform their lives and even turn that parish all the more into a missioned community. So share with us those four, some four fundamental points again. Debt is bad, saving is good, giving is fun, and stuff is meaningless. Excellent. Jeff, do you have any thoughts as we're closing out the hour here? What really stands out for you in the last hour? Well, what I'm thinking about is the particularly the chapter in their, in their book about your final callings and your final judgment, that God gives every one of us talents. And at the end of our life, we will be called to account for what we did with those things. And, and those that have you know, lived a faithful life the best that they could will be welcomed in with the comments, well done, my good and faithful servant. And those that have not will face a different end. And, and I think we all want to desire to, to live a life where our resources are under God's control. And it's really hard for some people to break out of that. But the great news is that John and Evelyn have created a ministry that really, help, really will help people do that. That's fabulous. So again, it's Compass Catholic. You can find out more at compasscatholic.org just to kind of explore all of the resources that they have there. They spoke of apps, they spoke of books and videos, a number of resources there. But I also want to give you our email address, alive at massimpact.us. What I want you to do is, if you're listening to me right now, and anything in the past hour moved you to want to act upon this or to see the possibility for your parish. We want to know who's out there and might share with us uh, a desire to make this uh, prominent in this area, to, to see it as a, uh, an agent of transformation. Again, alive at massimpact.us. Send us a message. Send us an email. Let us know that this is something that speaks to you. It may not even be specific in your mind as to what that's about, but simply, hey, God is speaking to you through this, and you'd like to be kind of help us maybe bring this to this area and discuss how we might do this corporately. So the reading this coming Sunday, uh, again, it's on Jesus, the Good Shepherd, the voice that uh, has the best in mind for us. We know that may mean suffering. But, you know, to be in the arms of Christ and suffering and know that he is with us is much better than being outside of his grasp, outside of his loving arms, regardless of what materialism we have. You know, look at Hollywood. You know, Hollywood, Wall Street, that defines what we're living for, folks, today. And, you know, look at where it's pointing. Look at, you know, the, if you will, the stats of um, depression, suicide, uh, divorce. Are these things that we want with our lives? If they're not, then why are we looking to uh, folks who set the standard for those things? God has a better plan for us. He is the voice. There are hired hands in our lives, and you know there are wolves in our lives. And I think maybe that, you know, just right now, the step is to look at our hearts, look in the mirror and say, you know, what are those areas in my life right now that I need to be set free from? Because we're all there together in God's grace, without which we don't need the church. If we're not sinners, we don't need a Savior. If we're not sinners, we don't need a Savior. So we begin at that point. We begin not self-righteous or having arrived. We begin recognizing, Lord, I need you. I need your grace. And so let's conclude tonight in a word of prayer. He wants us to know he is with us right now. He wants to approach him with expectant faith, that he moves us in the Spirit to request things. What father doesn't want good things for his children? So let's open that door with expectant faith right now. In the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the blessings of prosperity in this country. We ask for your continued guidance that everyone in the audience who's listening will be moved in their heart to use the gifts that you have given them for your great glory and to honor your son, Jesus Christ. 
Dear Lord, let us uh, realize that the uh, trials that we're going through, mm-hmm. they're to strengthen us. Yes. Uh, that uh, we will be able to use uh, these trials to uh, become stronger, to be able to teach others, just as uh, you led Evelyn and I through the trials of uh, of debt, of losing money, uh, of struggling in our marriage. And uh, from that, Compass uh, was born. And we can use all those trials and tribulations to help others around us. And we all have those kinds of issues. It doesn't matter whether they're financial or otherwise, uh, whether we're rich or poor. uh, We still uh, can lead others out. Please guide us and be with us. Lord, we lift up our bishop and all bishops and our pope. We pray that you grant them great virtue and wisdom in leading we the sheep, Lord, to deeper relationship with you, to guide us along that path. We thank you that um, the mere fact that we call upon you is indication of being in your arms and that you are leading us and guiding us. We entrust our hearts and minds to you in your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. You're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Tell me your story. Show me your wounds. And I'll show you what love sees. What love looks at you. Greatness has to do with whether you were you fulfilled what you were put here to do. And if you don't do that, you're not great, no matter whatever other things people say about you. And I'll show you what love sees, what love sees you. We're engaging pastors and parishioners in the great adventure of becoming dynamic communities of intentional disciples. For more information, go to massimpact.us. One world, one mission. Alive in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.